Coming to you straight from my living room, this is I Hear I See Radio episode 128. This was formerly a weekly radio show on KRUY in Iowa City where I talked to local artists of all stripes. Sometimes I didn't talk to anybody and I just played music and talked to myself. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, those days are gone. I no longer wish to leave my home ever. <laughs> That's relatable. <laughs> Especially today. <laughs> Very bad day for leaving the house. Uh, the date is January 10th of 2024. If you are a local listener, you can just look outside your window <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. Snowpocalypse. <laughs> but since we retired the, we forcibly retired the weekly radio show years ago, uh, I recently revived this program as a monthly feature as part of the Rock Hard Caucus podcast feed. Cool. I've been interviewing friends of mine once a month for July, August, September, October, November, December. This will be the seventh month All right. in a row. Look at that counting. <laughs> Who and says you... we can only count to four? <laughs> I count to five all the time. <laughs> no, I rarely count at all, actually. Uh, my guest in the room with me today is Tara McGovern, who I know primarily as a fiddle player. Yes. Is that how you would like to be introduced? Uh, I mean, it's accurate. It's yeah. probably the thing I've done the longest. Yeah, yeah. Tara, how long have we known each other? Not that long. I, I feel like we met at like a mutual friend's house concert. Yes. So whenever I that think, would have been. I think that was 2019. That feels like right. Like the spring of 2019. Yeah. Possibly 18. So I was... But we also didn't really talk there. Yeah, no, not really. But that's generally me. Any, any social outing. Yeah. Although I did talk... I talked to you a little, which is actually unusual okay. for me at a You may remember outing. this event better than I okay. do. <laughs> I think I probably looked around and noticed that I was like quite a bit older than everyone else there. Mm. So... Well, I mean, you, you hang out with a hip crowd of youngsters. It seems to lot, be... right? This seems to be the case. <laughs> So we should uh, we should talk about um, your your background. Okay. I know that you're from Minnesota because you mentioned that to me recently. Today. I think I may, you probably mentioned it before, but uh, you grew up in Minnesota. Sort of. Yeah. I uh, so when I was a baby, we lived in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and then when I was in third grade, we moved to Rochester, Minnesota, mm -hmm. home of Dan Padley. Right. Yeah. And Something in common. Yes, with, the with my bandmate Dan Padley <laughs> uh, from Freegrass. Um, but we actually didn't cross over at all. So I was in Rochester from like age seven to 17, mm -hmm. then came to Iowa, Iowa City for school. Okay. So you went to school here yeah. for music, right? Music therapy. Music therapy. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, did you work in the field of music therapy? I after did. That? I yeah. did. I didn't at the time, and I think this is still true, find it to be a field that um, really accommodates a part-time career. Mm -hmm. um, so I was, since I was also playing and um, I have children, I didn't, you have to keep your continuing education credits up to be, uh, ah, okay. I mean, as well you should, yeah. to be a functioning well, yeah. <laughs> therapist. And yeah, I just wasn't really able to continue doing that after a little while. But I did work primarily in um, autism, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I say autism, actually, because my it turns out my 16-year-old is autistic. And, yeah. then, um, and then also in oncology, it was a contractual and consulting music therapy stuff that I was doing. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's uh, very outside of my experience, but I always admire people who go into that. It, yeah, it's, it's sort a, of, I don't know, an application of music that actually like tangibly 
has a positive effect. <laughs> I, I think it's a really interesting field. And I, yeah. I would maybe see myself in the future coming back to it, but I would have to do, you know, more study and I'd have to do more um, like clinical time just because I feel like to be responsible in any capacity. I mean, essentially you're using music as a tool to work on a non-musical goal mm-hmm. in a variety of settings, whether they be medical settings or, um, you know, all kinds of different settings. So I, I could see myself coming back to it. Um, and it does make me sad that I can't really do it part time, but I don't think I'd be very effective probably. Sure. If yeah. I did. Yeah. It's again, beyond me, I think. <laughs> So uh, when you moved here for music, you just stayed. Yeah, right? Iowa City does that. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> well, it does that to some people. Yeah, that, <laughs> it did that also, to us. So. Yeah. Um, my spouse also arrived here the same year in 1995, although we didn't know each other right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we both just, yeah, settled into inertia in the <laughs> Iowa City area. Okay, so you met here. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I don't know your no. partner yeah. well, but uh, we've met yeah. maybe twice. Yeah. Yeah. He knows you enough for me to say, Justin. He's like, mm-hmm. good. <laughs> That's all I can hope for is, is for people's spouses to uh, know me when referenced. My oldest child also does because yes, they're a podcast yes. listener too. I, I think I've met them more yeah. times than two. Oh, yeah. They're pretty cool. They yeah. also get excited when they see a Giannis. They're like, oh, yeah. I know that guy. He's a cool guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, let's. Uh, you brought some music for us to listen to. I did. We should do that because that's part of what this show is all about. Uh, and you gave them to me in a specific order. Do we want to oh, keep that order? Or? Not necessarily. Okay. No, I think I was just trying to think of things from different parts of my career. Yes. <laughs> well, you brought up uh, Dan Padley a minute ago, and you brought up the group that yeah. you and, and he and Blake are in together. Yes. So we should maybe play that one first. Yes, I love that one. Uh, you gave me a, um, a recording of the Freegrass String Trio. Yeah, this this is a point of controversy as oh, well. <laughs> I think this was brought up perhaps in the interview. I think it was when I was talking to Blake. Okay. I, I called it Free Grass Trio and he okay. said it's just free grass. So what is the name of this group? Okay. So um I was the one that assigned the Instagram handle, which I did <laughs> consult them both on. And so like the Instagram handle says free grass trio, but I think we generally refer to ourselves as free grass. Just and we are word. a trio. Okay. Um, except for when we're not. Because some like on this recording, we have an additional musician. We have a harp player, Annie Savage, mm-hmm, playing with mm-hmm. us. And um, we have sometimes played as a quintet with Aviana Gedler and Rob Espy. So Freegrass is more of a state of mind. Keep it a little bit open. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to define the number. But if Blake no. says it's Freegrass, that's what it is. <laughs> okay. And maybe I should have been consulted when we set up the Instagram The now. same thing happens with my trio Wombat mm. because on some social media platforms like and i think our gmail is wombat trio as is Cause, ours because we can't just use Not the word wombat because that's taken everywhere <laughs> we have to put something after i'm pretty it. sure that's what we ended up doing yeah. actually i think but yeah also we haven't always been a trio so that's <laughs> you know but free grass right we could safely yeah. say that's what we are so we've been mistakenly booked as Wombat Trio a couple times, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. We are a trio, so. We've also been booked as Freegrass String Trio, which again is accurate since we all play string instruments, but not is, is not our name. Yeah, and that's the name that was on the YouTube video as okay. well, is the Freegrass String Trio. <laughs> I think this has been an evolution, <laughs> is what we're learning. The most important word is Freegrass, yes, right? Yes, I would so say so. This is a recording of the trio plus the harpist. Yes, yes? Annie Savage. Annie Savage, uh, playing Focus, which is a Dan Padley composition, right? Yes, the wonderful Dan Padley. Great. So let's listen to that, and then we will talk about it afterwards. Cool. 
harp is so cool. Isn't it cool? Man. Especially that stuff at the end. It's yeah. All She's going to do all kinds of cool stuff. Twinkly is a great, <laughs> it probably says that on the music, I yeah, guess. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely somewhere says, um, oh, what do they call it? Spacey bullshit is what mm, Blake yep, calls a lot yep, of things that yep. when we start out. Yep. I yeah. believe he used the term on this <laughs> very sure show. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, Focus, played by Free Grass plus Annie Savage. Exactly. Or is she part of the group or was she no. like a feature? Um, no, she was a feature. Okay. Um, although free, I think Annie played with Freegrass before I did, so I don't mm. really know, but mm. a beloved friend and <laughs> excellent musician. Yeah. Yeah. As evidenced by that recording. Yeah. She's fantastic. So there's a video that, well, I pulled the audio oh, from yeah. the video for this. So there's, there's a video of that, mm-hmm. uh, performance. Um, where did you film that? Yeah, it was, it's at the Tuesday agency in Iowa okay. city, which I guess is a literary agency in Iowa city. Yeah. Um, and the signal flow productions, um, and you might know better than me who exactly that is. <laughs> it's like a, uh, definitely Giannis was involved mm-hmm. and, um, Pete and just a collection of people that I have all known. Yeah. Um, the did the the video series so they did three videos for us there actually yeah um as far as i know signal flow is Giannis's okay thing <laughs> okay so it's Giannis plus his team yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he also helped me record um an album in 2021 oh yeah and i put the signal flow logo on it because oh, he worked on it nice. <laughs> so i think it's just him <laughs> well we love you i never have like explicitly asked him like what is this yeah i guess i i didn't either but i was yeah. excited to be part of it, it was those fun. videos were shot and recorded very well so it's cool to see yeah, yeah it would be worth checking out for anyone who's not familiar with them yeah uh okay let me let me tell you this uh text message i got oh, while boy. we were listening to that <laughs> Uh, Ron DeSantis will take on Nikki Haley one-on-one tonight on CNN at 8 p.m. What? <laughs> you didn't know about this? I didn't. I thought you were yeah. going to say in Iowa because oh, so much. Oh, it is actually. What? They, they are, um, I believe it's in Des Moines. Oh, I guess they didn't grief. say the location, but uh, it's on CNN. Awesome. That's that's how most people will be seeing it. Super. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are watching. Great. I was <laughs> so proud. Yeah. Uh, I did see that uh, Chris Christie is going to drop out. Oh, so really? That's, that's I too haven't bad. seen that yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not even campaigning in Iowa. So, but and who you're? Uh, who's your guy? I can't remember. Uh, Ryan Binkley. <laughs> Binky. I, I'm a well, Binky. <laughs> Binky pants. Yes. Or wait, Binkley. No, no. What, what did I say? Did it's I say his real Binkley, name? <laughs> but but it should be Binky. <laughs> I like. I come up with like a joke name and then I forget which one is real. So <laughs> it should be the real name, regardless. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we should, we shouldn't, we shouldn't get into, into <laughs> that. Will. I just, uh, <laughs> how did you get involved with free grass? You said oh, that Annie played yes. with them before you did. So you're like the most recent. I guess I am. Yeah. 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 But, um, but I've been involved with Blake Shaw and Dan Padley for a mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. And I would say it's really Blake's like baby. This project is really kind of Blake is, um, I mean, they both write Dan and Blake both write a lot of mm-hmm. stuff for it. Blake does a lot of arranging for us. Um, a lot of the originals end up being Dan's. And then Blake sings a lot in this project, which is cool. So anyway, it, it's through my association with both of them as musicians that yeah. Freegrass sort of bloomed. Yeah. And we discussed this when I interviewed Blake, but he, most people know him as a bassist, but he mostly yeah. plays cello in this group. Yeah. Or exclusively cello? He exclusively okay. plays cello in Freegrass. Great. Which is, I have to say... <laughs> 
I was not a person who did anything productive during the pandemic. Sure. <laughs> right, right. He told me that that's when you picked it I'm up. I'm a yeah. little bitter that Blake became an incredible cellist during the pandemic. Um, Pretty but, much all I did during the pandemic was like uh, walk as yeah. far as I could that direction. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> like basically my every day. Toward my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did some experimentation with that the water that chickpea comes in. I did some baking. That was mm-hmm. sort of a pandemic project. Yeah, yeah. But no, I did not learn a whole ass instrument and become incredible at it like Blake did. No, no. I got worse at, at my only <laughs> <Me> instrument. Maybe you can you explain this to me? So I, I called you a fiddle player yeah. earlier. Ah, yes. The age-old question. And I know that, yeah, I've, I'm sure you've been asked it No, it's before, a good question, for real. A lot of people just... Yeah. Yeah. The go instrument ahead. physically... I interrupted you. I think I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. <laughs> Have you, did you hear Ron DeSantis and Nikki pissing <laughs> off one-on-one? Um, fiddle, violin. They are physically the same object. Correct. Right. Correct. The difference is... How it, you play them. Yes, and the repertoire, I would mm-hmm. say. more, Maybe even to a degree more so what you're playing what than you're how playing, you're playing. Yeah. Um, and also certain genres like tend to claim one over the other. Mm-hmm. So like my main central background, I would say, is Irish traditional fiddle music because mm-hmm. that's what I grew up playing. Um, and uh, we call it a fiddle. In Irish yeah. music, it's a fiddle. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, when I studied jazz in college... Um, it seems to exclusively called it violin and jazz. And I don't really know if I understand why, but I mean, that's fine. Yeah. So yeah. I was always correcting um, Rapson and making him change it on our programs <laughs> just because I didn't really identify as a violinist. You prefer but, fiddle yeah, just, just across the board? Because the genres that I... Classical is something that I endured, but it isn't something that I really enjoyed. Right. Um, and to some, with some exceptions. Right. Yeah. Uh, and if anything, maybe have some triggers from that era of my <laughs> yeah. life as many classical, you know, classically yeah, trained yeah. musicians do. <laughs> um, so I think it's convenient that I can just like discard a label because, and still keep the instrument <laughs> because it pleases me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So you can same, use that as a metaphor for all kinds sure. of things. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> Um, and then I also just kind of like that fiddle, um, exists in different genres too. And that's kind of interesting to me. Um, and the only way in which it's a physically different instrument, I think some old time bluegrass fiddlers might say like that they make some modifications to the instrument. Like you're more likely to use a bridge that's like a bit flatter Mm -hmm. in old time bluegrass. Um, um, just because of using a lot more droning stuff than we maybe would in Irish music is more melodic than harmonic. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and the bridge. Yeah, a, so, a flatter bridge. Yeah, so if you imagine like more droney stuff. Yeah, if you imagine okay. like how the bridge sort of makes keeps the strings curved like and somewhat separated from each other. And so if you're playing on more than if you're trying you to play do on double stops yeah, easier. like okay, more than one string at a time. Or triple even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, often. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, and actually, <laughs> since we're nerding out on the yeah. word, um, the Irish word for the instrument is uh, spelled F-I-D-I-L, fidel. Like, it's sort of like connected in that like way. So, yeah. 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 Sort of. <laughs> One different letter. Wait, F-I-D-I-L. sorry. What did you say? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I miss her. We can call him Fiddle Castro from yeah, now on. Yeah, Fiddle on Castro. Surprised I've never thought about that before. Fiddle Castro. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how did you get into... Uh, Irish fiddle music, I assume it's yeah. like a family thing for yeah. you. Yeah. I am. Um, well, one of my two citizenships, um, the only oh, one right. I'm yeah. happy to claim these <laughs> days is I am a dual citizen of, of the United States and Ireland mm-hmm. through my mother. And um, so my mother plays also Irish fiddle and um, it was just something I always loved. And so even though we got sort of 
steered towards classical violin early, both my sister and myself. Um, we just always had a lot of Irish music happening in our lives. Right. And then, um, and then when I was becoming more, oh, disenchanted perhaps with like music as a study, like within college and that sort of thing. Sure. I think I heavily returned more to that. Um, and really kind of sank into it and learned more as an adult than perhaps I did as a kid about Irish music and um, as an escape from the really uh, honestly yeah. as an escape I would say <laughs> the classical yes. box yeah. yeah and then the other escape for me really was jazz um, and that was through I think our mutual teacher or was he, is he one of your teachers no okay. I, I never we've talked had about a this before, personal really but you knew with John I, I worked I, with him no actually I don't think I ever worked with him not for I, sound stuff even like. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's but I, I knew yeah. him like through other of yeah. his students. Is of all course. really, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about John Rapson. Who yes, sorry, <laughs> the late and great John Rapson, who we mm-hmm. love. Um, and John was uh, once I took one of his jazz classes in college, I had to take all of them. Um, so, and I was actually one of the first string players in his classes. I think me and Natalie Brown. Mm. Um, sometimes she was my high school orchestra teacher. <gasps> really, Natalie? I wasn't in orchestra. But oh, cool! Yeah, yeah Natalie's super, her. really cool, uh, really great. Um, both fiddler actually and violinist. Like Natalie went mm-hmm. to Scotland to study fiddle, so she has like this really rich Scottish fiddle, um, like study i don't i don't th- i don't know that she grew up playing it but she's a great scottish fiddler yeah and then she was an orchestra teacher and now she does sound, sound healing um which okay. i don't actually know what that is but, <laughs> sure. but she seems to be doing really well yeah, yeah. yeah can we dive deeper and talk about the differences between irish fiddle and scottish fiddle oh How much boy do you know can about we that? ever <laughs> <laughs> uh, i okay so I, I don't know i don't know how much fact checking should be done <laughs> but um so should we go back to the Celtic nations, <laughs> the seven Celtic nations, eight if you count Galicia? Maybe before we do that, okay. we should listen to something else. Okay. <laughs> we should break You're this up a bit. Taking a I nervous think. sip. <laughs> what did I start? <laughs> okay, so I have other tracks here from yeah. you. Um, the Foggy Dew that would kind of uh, definitely, yeah. Although I don't play Irish fiddle on it, but right? I do sing on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it is sort of a absolutely Irish, Irish music, um, right? Yeah, unequivocally okay. so. Yes. Let's do that, and then we've got two other tracks from uh rapson's projects which we can play as well at some point but since we're we were mostly talking about irish stuff let's listen to the foggy definitely irish and sorry what was this group called the beggar men the beggar men so this is a group from i think we played together from like at least from like 2005 to like 2015 so at least 10 it was 10 or 15 years we played together okay cool yep and it's no longer an active project no longer active um uh, one of my bandmates is in a great band called uh, Brad and the Big Wave. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so you'll hear Brad on this track playing both um, the Irish low whistle and also the Ellen Pipes. Um, but he, yeah, he, so he's doing other stuff now. And oh, my spouse is on this. So I guess that's the only person I still play with. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is on this track. <laughs> All right. Here's the Foggy Dew by the Beggarman. And uh, after that, we'll get uh, really deep on the, how many Celtic nations? Uh, well, seven or eight, depending <laughs> okay. on who you ask. <laughs> All right, so seven or eight Celtic nations. We'll learn more after this. Uh, again, the foggy dew, the beggarman. Yeah. 
city fair road I There are mid lines of marching men in squadrons pass me by No fife did hum nor battle drum did sound extract tattoo But the Angelus Rang out in the foggy dew Right proudly high over Dublin town They hung out the flag of Flower sword of war, and from the plains of royal mead, strong men came hurrying through. While Britannia's hunts with their long range guns sailed in through the foggy.
do as recorded by the beggar men and and, okay i just learned this word an iowish band okay (laughs) we'll claim it i guess (laughs) well i pulled up uh beggarmen.com oh because i wanted to see if there was any yeah yeah Uh oh (laughs) it's still up is it our band yeah oh no (laughs) why does it still exist the last uh stuff posted there is from 2013 so it's quite quite outdated but i don't know who's paying for that to be honest (laughs) because maybe me (laughs) (laughs) but uh when i pulled it up i learned that the beggar men celebrated their 10th year as one of the region's Ah. best irish music ensembles in 2011 i am a very old person Justin. (laughs) this is true okay so that implies that 2001 was the first year of that i think this that makes sense good math um, the, <laughs> it implies. Uh, yeah, I think that's right because I kind of can judge it by, uh, yeah, like kind of the life events around it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that album, though, that was our last album. Though. We did three total, and I think that was the twenty fifteen. That I did not get from the website. I just was skimming uh, things. Sorry. No, no. I should, these are things I should know. <laughs> well, it is it is your life, but <laughs> but I'm the one with the laptop. No, yeah, I think it's fine. I'm, I'm very surprised to know that the website is still up. And yeah, we'll yeah. definitely be checking that out. A shortly. helpful resource. <laughs> wow. Uh, so the foggy do that is like a traditional Irish tune, right? Mm, yeah, the tune, like the melody. Or well, the song. I don't know, oh, so I, that I kind of just googled Foggy Doo. Okay, <laughs> uh, so there's a there is a traditional English song called the Foggy Doo. Mm-hmm. Different country, right? Um, oh, are they? <laughs> <laughs> but the Foggy Doo is like so. I guess it comes down to song versus tune. This this is okay. like very important in Irish music and song um, and tune are separate ideas. Yeah, like okay. a tune is is a melodic thing a that you're playing. Yeah, yeah. And whereas a song is something with the words. words. Yeah. yeah. So the reason I'm like being a dick about it is just that. Like, no, no. This is what I'm all about. <laughs> <laughs> um, the words for this song, um, they were written as a poem. It was written as a poem um, about a very important historical event, um, right. the Easter uprising. Right. And, um, 1916. Look at you. Laptop. <laughs> just, like, just pulled it right out of your brain. No, no I didn't. It was written that. by a priest actually about the Easter uprising. And it, it was, um, it, which just super quick history lesson. Um, you, I'm, I know that Justin knows being a smart person. <laughs> I know everything. About Absolutely. This. <laughs> um, but Ireland was occupied by Britain for quite a long time. Still is mm-hmm. in part. Yep. Um, and the Easter Uprising was the beginning of them gaining their independence. So during it was during World War One, mm-hmm. and some 
some people, some Irish people were fighting it for England in World War One, um, and then other people in Ireland took the opportunity to um, rebel and to and to rise up, and that and that was the beginning of them reclaiming their liberation as a nation. Yes, I I am fairly ignorant on this topic but i do know some broad strokes <laughs> yeah it's pretty interesting yeah. actually and and then just the whole liberation story is really interesting and the people involved yeah and i mean yeah. it's an ongoing oh, yeah. thing because yeah, well, you know there's but there are some that think that like we could see like a full irish independence like in this lifetime it seems possible yeah there's a fairly large group that mm-hmm. would like that yeah <laughs> And and um, and they're not like politically irrelevant either. No, it's, no, yeah, not remotely. It's a real thing. Yeah, I I definitely think a really great person to um, look for is Richard Boyd Barrett. Is a a, a legal. I guess he they they call him like a law. I think it's just a he's in legislation. He he he's in the the House mm-hmm. essentially in Ireland, mm-hmm. um, and he does a lot of speaking about. Um, the Irish gaining independence and also the parallels between other small nations fighting for independence. Yeah. Some very obvious parallels. <laughs> right. So, yeah. 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 I mean, Irish political leaders have been on the side of, I mean, on the correct side of, of, of a lot of these. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of Irish people too, like mm-hmm. more, yeah, yeah. more so probably from a population perspective than probably anywhere. Definitely um, any other group of white people. Yeah, any other, that's a good way to think of it. Yeah, <laughs> because you know they live through colonization and 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 um, and to a degree were able to liberate themselves mm-hmm. and continue to fight for that. So. Yeah, they have a, a better understanding of of what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the the Celtic nations. Yes. Do we want to do that briefly? <laughs> In my mind, during the song, I was trying to list them <laughs> nervously. Like, do I actually remember? <laughs> uh, this I'm a way more ignorant of. <laughs> um, well. So there are seven or eight, depending on who you ask. And the reason some people would say that the eighth one maybe doesn't count is that the language spoken there is not a live language, mm. whereas all of the other um, Celtic nations um, have like a indigenous Celtic language that goes that dates way, 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 way back centuries and centuries. Okay. So, so the but the eighth one, so the, the language is one, no longer. It hasn't spoken. been spoken since the Middle Ages. Okay. But although the culture is very much, it's and this is in North Spain actually. Galicia is in the okay. is in the north part of Spain. Yeah. And um, so you definitely in the music here like a real Celtic influence. Um, but. But yeah, like people like to argue about whether it's, you know, I don't, I don't care. Like, I feel like I love Galician music. I think it's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't weigh in on this. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Everybody go look up. Go look it up. It's good. Galician? Yeah. But I, I'm saying it the insufferable Barcelona accent way. Because oh, it's sure. spelled the... G-A-L-I-C-I-A. So. Okay. Um, but <laughs> with uh, like you have a lisp, yeah. But everyone's it, yeah. always said it to me, Galician. So I feel like I should say it that way, even yeah. though I, it's. I mean, it's it correct. It makes me so. feel like a, a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the eighth nation, and then so the the seven Celtic nations that are generally like um, acknowledged, and and it's based on really like that they have a shared umbrella kind of language. Um, or a, sh- a shared Celtic culture. Mm-hmm. So Ireland, um, Scotland, and Wales are the three I can always remember. Those are the ones that I'm aware yeah. of. Yeah. And th- three different languages spoken there. Um, usually if you hear somebody say that they speak Gaelic, they're, they probably mean Scottish Gaelic. Okay. Um, because in Ireland, you don't say that you speak Gaelic. You would say that you speak Irish, mm-hmm. which is Irish Gaelic. Right. So, <laughs> um, and then Welsh is its own 
language entirely. Yeah, that, that one seems really tough to get yeah, into. Lots of consonants, very <laughs> long words. Yeah. Um, yes, right. They're the ones who have yeah. the, like the record for super long yeah, time names. It's yeah. Pretty, it's pretty fun yeah. to see the science. And then there's, um, okay, let's see if I can do it. Cornwall. Okay. Isle of Man. Mm-hmm. And Shetland Islands. Okay. Now, Corn- Cornwall is technically part of England now. Right, right, and yeah. Shetland Islands and the Isle of Man are technically part of Scotland. Okay. But they're still considered separate. They Cel- are Celtic yeah. nations. Yeah. And then I think I didn't yet say Brittany, which is in right. France, um, but is also considered a Celtic nation. Okay, okay. These are all words that I have read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said seven of them, but I guess... You did. I okay, that, yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and then Galicia, and the... Galia. the uh, controversial controversial Celtic nation. nation. <laughs> okay, let's go back to John Rapson yeah. and his projects that you were uh, involved with. Yeah. His uh his ambitious uh, yeah. large recording Huge projects. Projects, yes. So the first one I've got here, which is uh, chronologically earlier, is Hot Tamale Louie. Yes. I don't know this one as well. Okay. What what was this about? Yeah, this is pretty fun. So um John read a New Yorker article. <laughs> I believe the, I believe the columnist or the writer. I think her name is Catherine Schultz. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't totally remember the name of the article, but it was about um, uh, this person. Um, his name was um, Zarif Khan, and he immigrated to the United States from, I think it's Afghanistan, but like the borders were different. So I think I think mm-hmm. we ultimately say Afghanistan is where right. he was from. Yeah. Um, and this would have been in the early part of the 20th century. And he ended up in Wyoming and um, he became a very popular uh, tamale vendor in, in the town in Wyoming where he ended up, which was Sheridan, okay. Wyoming. Sheridan, Wyoming. Yeah. It's crazy how people end up I know. in places. <laughs> well, and then we also learn from this art, maybe I think from the article that like it was very common for... Um, tamale vendors in that part of the united states to be from afghanistan for some reason Hmm. that i don't know that i completely understand yeah um but the reason that Catherine schultz wrote this article about him was that um his his descendants were currently in the news at that time because um uh when zarif khan was alive and the reason hot tamale louis was like kind of the colloquial name he was known as yeah. in the town by yeah. the the white people yeah. who maybe didn't bother to learn his name or like louis is yeah. a little far from yeah. <laughs> um but he was like a really well-loved and respected member of the community um and he established a mosque in wyoming ah, when cool. he when he lived there um and then so his descendants at that time were facing a lot of anti-muslim sentiment and she was writing basically about like america and the myth kind of that it is it's really <laughs> a very well-written article that yeah. i'm not summing up well the myth of uh the the melting pot yeah exactly right? that yeah. yeah so john was fascinated by this john at the time was like going through um chemotherapy so he was like not quite back to playing and like teaching but he was doing a lot of like thinking and writing Mm -hmm. and so he um decided that he wanted to write a piece a work that captured something about the life of hot tamale about his life and um and so he created this project it was it was it was really fun to work on and in, in addition to the music um, he incorporated some a visual element of, you know, some of the landscape, both of 
both of where he came from and also where he ended up. Um, there's also like a aspect to his tale that's um, a true crime aspect, which is that um, he was murdered mm. by his nephew. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And so his life ended abruptly and, you know, that has its own mystery yeah. around it. So, um, so there, like I said, a visual element and then the music, and then there was two monologues as part of the project. Um, I love these monologues. They're written by Paul Kalina, who's a, a university of Iowa theater professor. Okay. And he actually used to perform them with, well, when we would do this piece, um, Paul, um, like when we did it at Jazz Fest, like Paul performed the monologues. One of them was on the history of the Tamale. Yeah. And the other, which was so interesting, was on the history of immigration in the United States. Oh, wow. It That's... was really a good... <laughs> How long is the monologue? <laughs> I know, right? They're both pretty short. They're yeah. like five minutes long. God, that would be so hard to... <sighs> He did such <laughs> a good job. Yeah, it was. It's it's really good. I learned a lot. Yeah. In that, I mean, I'm the child of an immigrant. Like, I did not know a lot about yeah, immigration yeah. in the United States. So yeah, and I, yeah, it's it's easy to look the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was a really cool project to be part of. So yeah. So I this is probably making light of this too much, but you know, there's there's a word for killing your brother fratricide oh, yes. killing your father I don't know if is, is there an uncle, uncle side? side that is a good question <laughs> there is a sister do you know this i uh, what is the word for that sororicide, sororicide. that's yeah. i i would have guessed <laughs> right that we would have we could have got there from fratricide but, yeah. <laughs> yeah no unfortunately <laughs> i don't know if it's unfortunately it's just a fact a lot of our uh the mute songs that i ended up singing with the irish band were sounds that you would like dance to but were usually Just like horrible. murder ballads yeah. Yeah, horror, murder ballads. horror stories essentially <laughs> and in one of them there was a lot about um there was at least one sorora side and then lots, mm-hmm. several other murders involved too yeah I I would assume that you know uncle sides are just not as common. I feel like it's not uncle side. I just don't think that's what it is. <laughs> it can't be that, but I <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> so the track that we have prepared here is an excerpt from Morning Skip. Awesome. From Hot Tamale Louie. That's the one you sent yeah. me. And I think Ryan Smith is is heavily oh, featured yes. on this one. He's playing flute on this, right? Probably. He yeah. plays everything as we know, like, <laughs> yeah. but Yeah, great uh winds player. Incredible musician. Yeah. All right, here's a excerpt from morning skip from hot tamale louie uh composed by john rapson and uh featuring a a million people yeah well (laughs) nine musicians but many people
That was Ryan Smith on the Ryan flute there, Smith. huh? And actually, I think I can tell you who else was in <laughs> yeah. And you're probably looking at them, too, so you I can wasn't. confirm. I okay. was yeah, so, um, I'll, I'll try. No, I I am pretty sure I remember exactly who was in this. Um, so, of course, that was John Rapson on piano and, and who composed that piece. Um, on drums is Justin LaDuke. On bass is Blake Shaw. On guitar is Dan Padley. Um, then we had Ryan Smith on flute. He also played saxophone, multiple saxophones in this mm-hmm. project. Um, and then Nielo Galeone is part of this project, although I don't actually know if he played on that song. I yeah. don't remember if he did. I didn't hear him. He plays um, the mandola, the Algerian mandola, and I don't think I heard it, so I don't think it was on that one. But right, he's yeah. probably sitting there on the stage. But <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Dave Moore is also part of this project. He definitely did not play on this song. Yeah. Um, He's a great um, local legend, uh, singer and accordion and harmonica, general musician, awesome musician. Um, I, I think that's everyone. Did I? I wasn't keeping track of the number that time. I told you about piano. <laughs> yeah, I think that piano, bass, guitar. Ryan and I were the only melody players mm-hmm. on that project, and then. Yeah, I think that's everybody. Cool. Yeah, and that's the first time I played with um, Dan Padley, and one of the first time I, I actually played with Blake Shaw when he was a literal child. <laughs> I think he was in high school, yeah, um, yeah. playing in in some jazz vespers services that that Rapson was conducting. But early, early free grass there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Like yeah. the 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 inception of of your collaboration, and then I think. Uh, I do. I know that that was what when, in 2018 when we played Jazz Fest. That was the project that we played. That's um, the page that came up when I was trying okay, to Google good. this project. <laughs> and it said 2018. Is that right? The 2018 okay. Summer of the Arts is what so I've got. So that makes sense. I or think, the Jazz Festival. But. I can't remember if that was before or after we went to. I think it was right before we went to. We we took the project to Wyoming. Oh, we, cool. we we got to tour around Wyoming and in Sheridan and yeah. And um, Sheridan, I I did look this up. This is laptop mm-hmm. benefits. Sheridan is like. 18,000 people. Tiny little, yeah, yeah basically kind of Coralville. Right, I was yeah. going to make the same comparison. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I think we're 22, I know that we are, because we were just looking up uh, population numbers yeah. for unrelated reasons. Oh, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything's related. Yeah. But yeah, not, not a huge town, just like a little town in Wyoming. Well, speaking of everything being related, mm-hmm. though, what I was looking up on the laptop while mm-hmm. we were listening was uh, Zarif Khan's yeah. Wikipedia page. So he was born in, what's the name of it? Uh, the village of Bara, okay, Bara, which, which is in present-day Pakistan. Present-day Pakistan, but, but at the time was British India. Oh, so not Afghanistan. I have to stop saying that. Not super close. <laughs> no, we're <laughs> terrible, very bad. Okay, Bara. I remember being a part of the story. Okay, yeah, but British Pakistan, India, you know, another yeah, right, the British, <laughs> indeed. And the his nickname was because he was like an apprentice to a German immigrant named. Louis. So they just called him Louis he, because that's what the other guy's <laughs> name was. When that guy retired, he like took uh, over the restaurant, okay. the tamale restaurant from okay. him and uh. kept kept the restaurant's name which was Louis. Oh, okay. So then he became Weird. <laughs> Interesting. It's like a title that was passed down. What's the super is it like the green is it Green Lantern or something that like <laughs> you just like step into the <laughs> Oh, sure. Yeah, it has that that kind of thing to it. Yeah. The, My children are going to be so the ring ashamed accepts, of me. <laughs> It chooses you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Bara. Yes. Pakistan. Thank you. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's uh, the fact check of the day. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's a really interesting story. And honestly, that article is really worth reading. If um, I think somewhere deep on my own website, it could probably be found a yeah. link to that article. But. Your website, which is TaraMcGovern.com, right? It is. I have that one pulled up as well, cool. which has been updated more recently than the Beggarman website. Yes, fortunately. <laughs> uh, do you want to, real quick, just move on to the next John sure. Rapson project? yeah. And we'll listen to that, too. Yeah, although we didn't get to talk about um, anything else about Jazz Fest, which we did earlier today, so we would, we would go into it. Oh, that's details. right, that's right. <laughs> and that was a Hot Tamale okay. Louie thing, right? It was, yeah, yeah. So um, you told me yes. that you... This is the proudest moment of my <laughs> life and career, by the way. When Hot Tamale Louie played Jazz Fest, you personally... Me. I myself, only me. Got your own yes. private porta potty Yes, my own... <laughs> Air conditioned. Air conditioned, right. That's, <laughs> the, that's the detail that really matters. <laughs> because we were playing the main stage at Jazz Fest. And of the nine people in the project, so that's nine including Paul who did the monologues. Mm-hmm. Um, and every all the musicians I already mentioned, Dave Moore and... Uh, yeah, all, they have something in common. Yeah, they're all <laughs> cisgender males. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was the only person who was not a cisgender male. Right. Um, and they felt... This is the only time it's really ever benefited me in a positive <laughs> way that I got my own personal air-conditioned porta potty Yeah. Were any of the other porta potties also air-conditioned? I, I don't actually know, but I do know that people were very jealous of mine. Mine was clearly the superior porta potty Yeah. Uh, yeah. I if don't only care one if other people. Use, I mean, yeah. as far as I know, like maybe other people did use the porta potty, but like it was, <laughs> it was, it had like my name on the That's little. Crazy. <laughs> I was telling you earlier today, and I stand by it. Like that was unquestionably the peak of my career. Yeah, um, I could never go higher than that. I just don't see how it's possible. Yeah, having your own <laughs> porta potty air conditioned. Yeah. How big? And it was, was so it? hot. Yeah, um, it was it such. Is, it was yeah. so so hot. Um, okay, so like. It was ridiculously huge. It was like it was like a a shed practically. <laughs> you know, you like walk upstairs to get into it mm-hmm. and it was like I don't know. I'm looking around. Like <laughs> it was like bigger at least, bigger than this room. <laughs> like not the whole room, but like maybe this part of the room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was and in my it's now it's like almost 6 years ago. 6? Yeah, so like Right, yeah. I've m- like mythologized it and grown the experience in my mind. <laughs> Had a TV in it. <laughs> mm, sure, mm-hmm. I did take photos in the porta potty, which yeah. is weird and gross. <laughs> Hell yeah, hey, you gotta, you gotta memorialize it, yeah. you know, because then if you don't, if you don't have evidence of it, you're just gonna exaggerate your memory sure. of it and say that it. And now you've given me, <laughs> you've given me the opportunity to talk about it on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So has this has this story ever appeared on a podcast Never. before? Yeah. Have, have I ever you? been on a podcast? Yeah, yeah that was before. my next I don't question. know that I have. Cool. I don't think so. Well, thanks for yeah, you know. Doing it for the first time My today. Pleasure. I listened to your podcast. You're great at this. Oh, thank I really you. appreciate the opportunity. And, yeah. and I, I definitely listened to your podcast. Um, and I loved hearing my bandmates on the podcast. Yeah, really they, were, they were fantastic yeah. guests as well. And I have one in the cat department. I think we can go on record mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. saying that um, I got to see both cats. You did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. And uh, is Weasel still back Weasel there? is. Yeah, Weasel is still okay. snoozing All away right. behind me. And Goomba did make an appearance during <laughs> one of the songs. So Yeah, she walked in and sniffed your bag down there. So she obviously loves me the most, right? Okay, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. making sure. I think so, yeah. I won. <laughs> Weasel, yeah, not leaving the room is is actually a big win. I'm um, honored. She's just super comfortable on top of the box of Who winter hats When she gets comfortable, it's like, it, that's an all-day thing. Oh, yeah. She's not leaving. She's smart. 
All right, so now that we have, thank you for yeah, reminding sorry, me I of just, the porta potty. I'm, I'm glad that you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should listen to this clip from Esteban, yeah. which yes. was another awesome. John Rapson large, ambitious Huge. project. It was his last project, right? Yeah, and this featured even more people. It did. Yeah. Yes. This one I, I know a little bit more about mm-hmm. because I ran sound yes, for did. its performance at the Anglo Theater. And that was no small task. <laughs> that was a lot of yeah. people. And we were still on an analog uh, oh, wow. soundboard at that point. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think I can thank uh, my friend Gabby Vanek oh, for, Gabby. Mm-hmm. for labeling all of the tracks before I was able to get to the theater. So wow. <laughs> Gabby is a star. <laughs> Gabby was definitely involved in the signal flow thing, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, she was. Oh, and I Gabby that. did incredible lighting design for when we performed Esteban at the Angler. Mm-hmm. That's Do you right. rem- That's it was right. so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, the track that you... Or I guess you gave me like a Yeah, I don't even know what you're going to choose, so I'm excited. This Let's is the first out. one, right? Okay, the yeah, more? I like that. Yeah, the Esteban the more. The more, yeah. And uh, do we want to explain this project at all before we... Sure. We could do it before or after, whatever you think. Let's change it up. Let's, yeah. let's listen <laughs> and then we'll talk <laughs> about it. All right. So Esteban and the Children of the Sun. Yes, and this is the first piece, the first part of that. Okay, Esteban the more. Piece. Yeah.
bass tremolo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was the that was Esteban the Moor. Yes. The beginning of the full title is Esteban, Esteban and the Children of the Sun. Yes. Which is the project. <laughs> Apparently, there is also like an anime movie by that name. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Not what we <laughs> like are. Like the full title. I bl- actually, I think it's called The Children of the Sun, okay. but it is about a state bond. about the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Or at least connected in some way. Who, and this is another story of somebody who yeah. ended up in America. Yes, did. Yes. Would we call it immigration? No. It wasn't entirely <laughs> this was an enslaved his choice, person. correct? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no. He. Um, so I don't, maybe the magical laptop has told you his original name. But oh, uh, I don't. Rem- I don't remember what his his um, original name was. I'm not sure we knew. Actually, I'm not seeing it here. We in may this, not this have brief, known. Uh, yeah. Summary. So, but he um, was an enslaved person that was brought um, to the United States, but not like we're talking like way, way, way long time ago. Brought it as a um, as a ship mate for an, an, an explorer. Mm-hmm. So we're, this is not like the. Um, not the movement that we might think of when we think of um, enslaved people in our right, right, you know, right. in the United States, um, but he was given the name Esteban or Estebanico, like depending, um, basically by the person that he ended up working for. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, John Rapson um, was doing some reading and learned about this person, who um, is some. So, you know, there's just a, like a lot of legends and stories built up around him, but he was a real person to mm-hmm. our knowledge. And um, there are some native or indigenous people in the United States that um, that that would say that um, the first white man that they ever met was a black man mm-hmm. in, in reference to meeting this person. Right. And so he um, he was a traveler he's an explorer um a a healer perhaps like there's a lot of parts of the story that like are very intertwined and and um hard to take apart because it's we're talking about such a long it's not super well documented yeah yeah, at this point what what year are we ish are we talking Uh, about i i think that's in here i pulled up yeah rapsoncollaborative.org which has a brief little explanation here of this piece and that is the foundation that continues to he ended um, up here on an expedition to florida in 1527 yeah okay that makes sense and wasn't it uh does it say who the explorer was because this is in from this is stuff i knew at one time this was a a spanish guy right uh it was like a narvaez okay i I think that's it yeah so the problem with playing in esteban on the children of the sun is all of the information on the slides was happening behind Mm -hmm. my head right right. (laughs) so (laughs) like there's stuff that people who saw the performance would like definitely had more information i couldn't see it super well from the balcony probably not no i wouldn't think so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it, it was uh this was like the first big thing that happened at the angler following yeah, the uh, beginning right. of covid so it was, yeah, it was uh, october of 21 uh september 20? of september 21 of yeah tw- september yeah. really september. oh wow i was uh, sweating yeah having to it was, and there was a lot of people there and it was it made me a little nervous because like you <laughs> yes, know sweating for a yeah. lot of reasons <laughs> yeah um but it was it was a cool project to be part of and i learned a lot um and the the additional musicians so it's oh so whoever i mentioned from hot tamale louis same yeah <laughs> the the awesome bass solo at the beginning is of course blake shaw mm-hmm. um but then instead of me being me and ryan being the only melody players we also had nolan schrader mm-hmm. um on various saxophones you would know better than i do it which ones uh i 
Pretty sure he was playing tenor on this, but mm-hmm. yeah, he, okay. he plays all yeah, all he's wins. Amazing. Yeah. And um, then Christina Gensch was on cello. Oh right, for this. right. Yeah. Right. So that was the. Um, if I had had a porta potty <laughs> for this event, <laughs> I would have had to share it with the lovely Christina Gensch, which is fine. Yeah, this one, uh, this performance had indoor plumbing. Yeah, it actually. did. It yeah. did, in fact. Yeah, may not have been much better than that air conditioned porta potty. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and actually, I unless I'm totally mistaken, I think this was the one and only time we performed it yeah. because um, it was just we did get to record it before John died but right. he was he had he died in July and we, and we performed it in you said September yeah so um, so we we had the opportunity to record together oh, I'm sorry October 3rd I thought it was so, October something else said September okay. <laughs> I was like really I feel like it was October I have this giant poster in my in my house and I was like I, think, I don't know maybe yeah. Justice must be right Fact check number two <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, it was a it was a very special performance, and and the um, the there is a film of the performance with a few other little bits um, that Jason Smith mm-hmm. um, created. Um, he was really wonderful uh, videographer. I'm, that's his name, right? Yeah, Jason, Jason Smith. Smith. Yeah. Um, and so that exists, um, and and has there has been public showing of that at film scene. Oh right, I saw something. Yeah, about that, yeah. but it. it there's only been one screening of it to my knowledge. So I think mm-hmm. that's something that the board, the reps and collaborative is still working on, like having that perhaps be screened in different places. Yeah. According to uh, something I saw on here, you can purchase the oh, recording. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure what format they give that to you in, but hmm, probably uh, DVD I'm as it's available. So, huh? Yeah. If you're interested, <laughs> I think, I, do I have the? Re- well, I you don't should know. have it already. <laughs> okay, I mean, I if I you're do. listening and you're interested, <laughs> I definitely have the album, but I don't think I have uh, like a video recording of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, we should probably start wrapping up. Oh yeah, huh? okay. it's been an hour and wow. eight minutes and forty two wow. seconds. Wow, uh, I, sh- I shouldn't have been so specific because now people listening are going to look. <laughs> oh, and the, how what much they're did listening Justin to, yeah. cut out? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to see it. Well, it's only been fifty nine minutes. It, it feels like it's been ten minutes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that. That's the nice thing about recording these like in person. Yeah. It's like you're just having a conversation with a friend. So mm-hmm. just Yeah, it is nice. It, there by. is something yeah. about listening to yourself that can be uh, sometimes for me <laughs> difficult. But like in, right now? Well, no, not really, because like in friendly company it's nice. But like yeah. sometimes like if I when you listen to yourself, you are hypercritical and oh, like sure. you know what I mean? Like and if then, you listen back to this. Yeah. 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 Or, but like the recordings themselves, you know? Oh, you mean yeah. like playing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you don't Li- mean right now talking? No, no, this is fine. I, and I'm okay. sure I'll listen to it and I, I'm sure I'll enjoy listening to it. Yeah. But like, yeah, listening to my own recordings mm-hmm. um, can sometimes be hard, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I tend to be pretty, pretty self-critical yeah. internally, but I sort of, I don't know, I block it and yeah. I'm just like, I don't care. Well, I think it helps <laughs> just a lot. Put it out. And I feel like you can relate to this, like... It helps a lot to like truly love the people that you play with. Because mm-hmm. yeah. then like even if you're being an asshole to yourself, <laughs> like you could be like, oh, listen to them play. That They're does, so good. Yeah, yeah, that does help a lot. It really like, does. I, I've been working on this recording that I did with my friend David. Oh, mm-hmm. at the, the Werner Herzog yeah, thing. Yeah, so that we cool. And I was like, there. I was an usher. Yeah, I was ushing. Yeah. That's, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today. We don't actually, you and I don't like have a lot of opportunities to just like talk to each other <laughs> really. but that was one of them <laughs> that's true most of the time we're standing silently in the same in the same general event yeah, yeah. usually um in political i would say settings yeah yeah when i'm in a great mood <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i've been i've been working on that live recording and like just the fact that it's not only me it's mm-hmm. like it definitely helps oh, a lot yeah. 
like, oh man, look, listen to what he played there. No was... kidding. <laughs> yeah, I I think that is so much fun. That's like really the only reason to do this is to get to make music with with cool people that you yeah. love. Yeah, definitely. That yeah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good thing to end on. Ah. Um, and I, actually, that brings us to another cool person that I love. Yeah, this last clip that you gave me is uh, the soft and low, right? That's the name of the band. <laughs> I was about yeah. to say the sweet and. I low. know everyone does that because <laughs> I've only got the acronym on the file I, name. <laughs> and I, I know T S A L. You're like, uh oh, what is it? I uh, yeah, it's a uh, the soft and low. The soft yeah. and low, and yeah. that that's a duo. Duo right? with Jeffrey C. Caps. Mm-hmm. And how would you classify that music? Folk rock. Folk rock. Mostly original folk rock. Cool. Occasionally we do covers. Yeah. And what we have here is a, a brief live recording of yes. this duo, right? Yeah. From the James Theater, at, at I believe. At the James, yeah. Yep. That's what it looked like in the video, at least. Yep. yep. Yeah. It was, uh, we did a concert with um, the great Crystal City Band, who we mm-hmm. love a lot. Right, we right. just sort of shared a bill with them. And so Dave Helmer and Sam Drella, um, who you should have on your show. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't really like know them personally, but oh, I've you know seen them love, play and, you'd and love stuff. Talking to yeah. them. They're great. Yeah, I'll I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard for me to open up that. Oh yeah. That conversation with people I don't know super well. You yeah, know? and I could see that for yeah. sure. But, yeah, this one is called "The Long Goodbye," and it's a song that Jeff wrote. Cool. So before I play that, because that's going to be the that's going to be thing, the goodbye forever. The last thing everyone hears. Yeah. Is there anything that we want to talk about well, before we we shut our there? mics off? <laughs> Because we do have a few other things going on. <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah. Do we want to? We should talk about it. Okay. Which which thing? All of the things. <laughs> so uh, a pressing matter, something that's that's soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we are Coralville residents. We are. We run this town. Uh, you're the mayor. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I, every year I vote for. Just, I am dead serious when I say that every time an election comes up, I write in Justin Comer for mayor. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, not enough uh, Coralville voters have done I, the same. <laughs> I still refer to you as my personal mayor. <laughs> uh, but they're, well, they were supposed to be having a city council meeting last night. Yes. But it snowed a little too a much. A lot, yeah. yeah. So they have rescheduled for next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara kind of s- s- launched this. Uh, so, I you know, know Felicia asked me spark. about this today. And I, like, how did you, how did you all start thinking about this? And I told her, and I think this is at least at least like um metaphorically accurate if not physically accurate yeah um she asked like so what made you decide to go ahead and do this and i said um like that we learned from iowa city action for palestine yeah. that that you know they had the iowa city city council um passed a proclamation in support of a ceasefire in, in gaza and um and they asked that other towns take that up so that we could have like a statewide. So I, I said, I think what happened is that Justin and I just sort of like looked at each other and sighed, <laughs> realizing <laughs> that if it was going to happen in Coralville, then yeah. um, it was probably something that we were going to do. Yeah. This is not exactly uh, as much of an activist city council as, as some would say Iowa city is correct. probably erroneously say Iowa city. <laughs> correct. Both. Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, we're just kind of like taking the language of, of that mm-hmm. ceasefire resolution presenting it to yep. our city council with like the new um information about like based on our population how much does coralville right, right. give yeah, to yeah. I'm, um i'm glad that you fund that. genocide as yeah. opposed to you know um because i think it's very easy for people to dismiss these proclamations as being meaningless but mm-hmm. in reality like our our taxes are going towards genocide mm-hmm. and yeah, so yeah. um if we need to at least look at each other and acknowledge that that is in fact true and to see what we can do to stop that right and and it's it's also a response to the complete refusal of uh 
the federal government yeah. to listen to yeah. the majority of people who would like for this to stop. Yeah. I mean, we have to talk to someone. Yeah. <laughs> right? For sure. Uh, so, yeah, we we will be at the next Coralville City Council meeting January 16th, next Tuesday. Yes. I'm going to try to put this episode out tonight. That'd be, oh, that's great. Get it straight out there. That's awesome. Because then, yeah, we would like people to show up and support um, Coralville residents and, organi- and Coralville organizations. We would in particular like for them to sign this endorsement. Um, I think that we... You know, Iowa City collected quite a few signatures, and I think all of those signatures make these these communities are connected to each other. Like it's almost yeah. silly I'm, to separate <laughs> this idea. Yeah, you know that I I I think Coralville is like its own thing. It's yeah. completely separate from Iowa sure. City. But I, I'll break character for a minute. This is not a different place. <laughs> no, we are we're literally connected. These if two you down. live in Iowa City, you are basically a Coralville resident Absolutely. and vice versa. There's no physical separation for one thing yeah. from the towns. Um, but so all that to say, like, I think that council type people would like to use any excuse to mm. uh, dismiss an action as being from outsiders. So yeah. I, that's what that's why I would particularly like to see a lot of Coralville residents um, mm-hmm. on this endorsement. Um, I don't know how we will get a lot of Coralville residents on this, but I would I would like to try. Yeah. So um, I don't know how many people who actually live within the city limits of Coralville yeah listen to my podcast That's, but okay if you are one of them yeah or if you know someone in Coralville <laughs> yeah, like a lot of yeah. times people just don't know what the fuck is going on also, also just I don't know where all my friends addresses are yeah yeah <laughs> no this is true like <laughs> um and then I guess do you mind if I mention the one other kind of major I was pressing, hoping you would okay uh, legal but anyway thing. I'll put a link to the uh the google doc yes in our thank you episode very much here. yeah um, and I think you, if you are connected to either Justin or I on any social media, um, you could easily find information about the proclamation yes. and the city council meeting that's coming up. Yes. And without like spending a huge amount of time and going into background on this too much, another website that might be um, that would be very beneficial for me if you would mind checking out um, joco7.org, J-O-C-O-7.org. Um, as it happens, I am one of seven trans non-binary activists in Iowa City who are facing criminal charges um, for participating in a protest that took place on the University of Iowa campus on October 16th, 2023. Justin mm-hmm. Comer, do you want to say anything about where you were on October 16th, Uh Standing right next to you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Almost the whole time. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I remember it that way. Yeah. So, um, but the funny thing about this protest is that even though there was no arrests made at the protest, although there was shoving and pushing by police and mm-hmm. police only. Yeah. Um, and by police, I mean specifically University of Iowa Police Department and right, right. the Johnson County Sheriff's deputies um, for this particular action. That's who was present. Yeah. Or at least who was pressing charges. Maybe there was other, there might've been ICPD present. Yeah. I don't know. The only, the only like individuals that I really remember were UIPD. Yeah. Yeah. So um, despite no arrests taking place at the protest, um, about what a month to a month later it was like a full month yeah, yeah. a month later we started to get uh, phone calls from um police detective ian mallory uh, letting us know he had some paperwork <laughs> for us to look at and what that was was warrants for our arrest um so the six six people were contacted a, a month after the protest um Using video surveillance is how they tracked us down, body cam and car cam. Right. Um, we don't know what they tracked it against. Actually, my attorney's finding that out like right now in discovery. Good. But yeah. um, so six of us were were arrested 
a month later. And then the seventh person was arrested two months later um, or, or charges were pressed against her two months later. Right, right. And so what, what we all have in common is that we're all in the trans community and, um, and I, I am, and Justin, who was standing next to us (laughs) (laughs) as much as we would like to claim you in any and all ways. Yeah. I certainly like a lot of trans people and I hang out with them, but I, I myself, uh, and no cis people were um, arrested. It's a weird coincidence. It's a weird (laughs) something. (laughs) And, um, we're very interested to find out like, the specifics exactly of um, how they're justifying um, yeah. tracking people down. Yeah. So I think that um, that that is a factor. And I also personally think that I'm a person who has spoken up at various meetings in the past, um, specifically about um, the militarization of our police. I made yeah, a big yeah. who, you know, I made a, a big fuss a couple of years <laughs> ago about um, the tank that the, you know, that the Johnson County deputies wanted to get like a new tank for <laughs> their um, intimidating nonsense. So anyway, all that tank. to say. It's not a tank. It's not a tank. It's a bear cat. I think you've all probably heard about this a little bit. Yeah, on we did this have podcast. a Rock Hard Caucus uh, yeah. episode exclusively about that. So at the time. I think it's safe to say I'm not popular with law enforcement in terms of perhaps for that reason, but also, yeah, there's just no denying that like this is a targeted, uh, or, like these are targeted arrests mm-hmm. and that. Uh, trans people are under attack in Iowa. Yeah. And we need to like say it out loud and like do something about it. Yeah. Okay. At at the risk of my own freedom. (laughs) Uh Oh, (laughs) like feel free to edit. Of course. I don't want to get arrested either. I don't want to deal with this bullshit. None of us should be. But as I said, I was standing right next to Tara. (laughs) Should we Spartacus this thing? (laughs) And no one ever tried to arrest me for any of this. And that guy, Ian Mallory, you mentioned, he's a guy who, if he sees me in public, he refers to me by name. Like, he knows you. He knows who I am yeah. also. Yeah. There was other people there that he absolutely did also yeah. know. I don't think you did anything that I didn't that night. No, we walked. Yeah. That's all we did. Yeah. None, actually, none of the seven people, like, there was nothing notable about any of the things that we did. Right. There wasn't really a lot notable at that at that action, to be honest. like Yeah, not when compared to any other yeah. things that <laughs> happened recently. Yeah. So we would just really, uh, um, we, we're at the point now where some people might be taking plea deals. Um, I can only speak for myself. So I do know that I am going on to trial. Um, and, and there, there's like a case conference coming up for me in a couple of weeks. So I should, by the end of January, I should know what my trial date is Okay. at that point. I mean, I, I would appreciate like even more, you know, support and like basically just active support so that people acknowledge what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And, and part of my reason for going on to trial as opposed to um, taking a plea, which I think is a very individual decision and I would never judge anybody's choice for doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, I did definitely see an escalation in um, police violence after our arrest, yeah. I think the next arrest that happened at Kinnick, there oh, was yeah. unquestionably yeah. people that were like in the urgent care after the fact because of um, being brutalized by mm-hmm. police. So yeah. as it stands, the police in our community, law enforcement in general, thinks that the 2021 back the blue bill protects them completely from doing whatever the fuck they want to to protesters. Mm-hmm. And I just think this needs to stop. It, yeah, it would be nice to pull back on that at yeah, the very we least. We would do it like that. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, that's joco7.org, J-O-C-O-7.org. Thank you. And the seven 
Well, that that relates to that specific event, right? <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, it was six actually. I had to change the website yeah. address, <laughs> so um, it was and it still redirects to Joko Six. So mm-hmm. it was six people. Now it's seven, and um, the Kinnick arrest was nine people. In One, addition to the seven. Uh, well, no, actually, um, <laughs> nine people were arrested at the Kinnick action, and and There's after that action, one person. Yeah got charges pressed against them and they became the seven. They became number yeah. seven. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. A lot of trans people getting arrested for yeah. bullshit. Ridiculous and, yeah. bullshit. <laughs> it would be nice to support them yes, if, if you're you. out there willing to support, which Much you should. I encourage you to do so. Uh, okay. Now we should uh, play yeah. some music and go home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Yeah, but, I, oh, we got a buzz. I think we're okay. <laughs> I'm just bumping a cable. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Not at all. All right. Well, uh, here it is, the soft and low. Tell me again the name of the tune. It's called The Long Goodbye. Or and song. It's a song because we're singing. Yes. There's words. Yes. Um, and my bandmate, Jeffrey C. Caps, wrote this song. Okay. And that's what we're going to close on. So enjoy this last clip by The Soft and Low, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Tara, again for coming over and Thank doing this. Thank you for this. having me. It was nice talking to you. Yeah, nice talking to you, too. I get old pages.